Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, Season 4, Episode 2. We are so glad to have you here. We have a special guest for you today, and uh, we are excited. Travis, we're glad to, glad to have you here too, buddy. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. Um, we are continuing to dial in the technology stuff, and I am excited about this new phase of our mission and ministry with Known Legacy, and this is bringing in special guests. So, Bill, why don't you introduce our special guest for us? Yeah, yeah. Guys, first thing, hey, we are so glad to have you here. We, we Our goal is to help you come alive to what God's called you to uh, to uh, become, and so we just want to let you know, hey, today we got a special guest. He is... Uh, you know, there's nothing less than scandalous. I think that's one of their songs. I'm trying to throw <laughs> some stuff out there. I was trying to figure out some kind of rhythm, but um, I want, want to introduce you to guys to the lead singer of Unspoken, Chad Matson. Chad, are you there? Yes, sir. What's up? I'm driving. I know it's not safe. I'm on a backcountry road, and I'll be at my destination in 0.2 miles. So live in the adventure. And do not, do not judge me. <laughs> it's a judgment-free zone. If you knew. What we do on a weekly basis is a judgment-free zone. Have right you here. ever listened to the podcast, man? There is so much judgment-free stuff going on. That's that's how we roll, brother. That's how we roll. That's it is great to have you on, though, Chad. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, uh, just to give a l- little background, um, you know, Chad is in the band Unspoken. He's the lead singer of the band Unspoken. You can check him out at unspokenmusic.com. Um, Chad uh, has toured with all different kinds of artists, K-Love tours and tours of his own and just came off the Toby Mac Hits Deep tour. And so uh, right now we had a chance to, to grab him for the, for the day and be a part of our podcast because I really do see his heart for Jesus. And I know that, man, everything he does flows out of the heart of wanting to reach people for the gospel. Right. And uh, so, Chad, share a little bit about your story, if you can, even though you're driving and we know that it's not safe. This is the what not to do phase of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but hey, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. If you could kind of share a little bit of, of the history of Unspoken. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, in my early 20s, I became um, a drug addict and selling drugs, living in sketchy drug houses. And my life was super dark. Um, but I always believed in God. I always believed in Jesus. I had experienced God when I was younger. And even in the darkest moments of my life, there God's grace and God's hand was on me um, because he knew what I could and would become um, more than I knew that for sure. So, you know, first, as I throw something out there is don't give up on the people who seem the most lost and the furthest from God, because those tend to be the ones that God is moving and working in behind the scenes. Um, So anyway, I am, uh, I I got sober in the Dominican Republic, and that is where I met um, a guitar player, and that guitar player from the Dominican moved back to the United States with me, and we bought an old 1994 Fleetwood Cadillac. It was shark Nice. (laughs) Nice. And we we, uh, started traveling anywhere we could, uh, nursing homes, New York City subways, uh, coffee shops, open mic nights, just trying to tell people about Jesus and use extremely music handsome youth pastors in upstate New York. Oh yeah, you know, guys like that. So, Chad, you got to tell me, Dominican Republic. What happened there? That the water ha- watershed moment that like you went from um, being addicted in prison to addictions and uh, all of a sudden being set free. Like, what was that like for you? And how did you end up in the Dominican? Were you just there for a vacation, or were you there with the church? Like, what happened there? 
Um, a, a missionary had come to my church and my brother had given me a business card that he had left and said, hey, I think you should consider doing something like this. And of course, I was an addict at the time and thinking, uh, what am I going to do in the Dominican? You know, it's like on a mission strip. I can't even keep my own life together. But uh, but I ended up calling these missionaries and I went to hang out with them um, for two months. And I remember I got high the night before. I was just so trapped in that life. But I had such an expectation that God would meet me, um, you know, with whatever small step I was willing to take. And there's more to that story in and of itself. But the main thing was I went to this foreign country and uh, for the first time in my life, I actually started to read the Bible and pray, which means Mm. that I actually started to hang out with Jesus. So I went to church. I went to conferences. I went to different things over the years, but I never actually hung out with the Lord. And when I did, my whole life changed around and continues to change, uh, you know, to this day. That's fantastic. So tell me, um, let's say, let's say a guy's listening and he stumbles onto the podcast and he's hearing your story. What would encouragement, and he's, and he's also finding himself trapped into addiction, whether he's 45, 55 or 15, what words of encouragement would you have for him, um, at this moment to just kind of um, take that assessment and, and maybe see how God might break through a prison that he might think um, is un, unpenetrable. Um, well, I would first want to talk to every human being because I think all of us are in recovery from something. All of us want to be that. better dads. Yeah, all yeah, of yeah, us yeah. want to be Amen. better husbands. All of us uh, want to grow and grow up, and we're at different stages of the life. And um, so I think, you know, sometimes... Um, you know, we feel uh, so far from a good dad that we're like, it's so overwhelming to think that we could actually change. And the one, the first step that I made towards recovery was um, there was a Thursday night Bible study. And this was probably six months before I went to the Dominican. And uh, it was uh, at seven from seven to nine. And so what I did was I committed to the Lord that I was going to stay sober until nine o'clock on mm. Thursday nights. Mm. And then after nine o'clock, I could get high and do whatever I was going to do. And the point is, is that like at that moment in my life, all I had to give God was Thursday till nine o'clock. I couldn't even give God the whole day. Yeah. And yeah. I think the piece of advice that I would have is, you know, um, make one step, some small step, some small tweak, some small change, you know, James says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And mm. so it's like God, God will honor. And a lot of times the, I think the thing is, is that we, we don't do anything because we can't get there right away. Right. And so we just stay the same. And because we have shame and we have, um, you know, feeling of, of being unworthy and all these different things. So, you know, I think God is willing to accept you in whatever condition you're willing to bring yourself to him. And oh, so that's good. Yeah. To me, just any small step, any small thing, uh, even if it's not a whole day, even if it's, you know, if you're addicted to pornography, if it's, you know, God, I'm going to give the first half of Thursday, I'm not going to look or whatever it may be. And and as we take those steps and commit to that and draw near to God, he honors those things. And, you know, that Thursday till nine o'clock has turned into over 18 years of sobriety. So I can just all the glory to God. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I love that idea of like, you know, 
we often think God wants 100% of us, which he absolutely does, but our 100% might be 5% today, and he rejoices in that, and he honors that, and you're exactly right. He draws near to the brokenhearted, and as we step out in just little bits of obedience, he's not like a dad that I'd be like, oh, that's still not good enough. He's like this loving father who's like, man, great job today, son. Well, yeah, like we forget that success is defined by each step, and so I love that because so many people see the end result or where they where they maybe want to be, and instead they're like, no, this is this isn't successful until I get there. Right. And right. And, and it makes me think about you know kind of so Chad knowing your journey, knowing where you where you came from, it brings up the question of what we really want to talk about today, which is, you know, what does a fulfilled Christian life look like? Because here you are, you know, I, you you've been successful. Uh, and when I mean that you've been, you know, there's been tangible success, the number one hits and a lot of songs on the radio. And, and, you know, you guys sometimes become this be like, oh, wow, I've heard that's the guys who sang that song. It's like there's a lot of those songs. There's like eight, eight or so songs on the radio that I know that are yours. Um, and, and, and so there would be this success, this idea of success. But but what does it look like, to, uh, you know, to have a fulfilled Christian life? And that's what I'd love to share with you. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear from you today is, is what does a fulfilled Christian life look like beyond all that stuff? It's a great question. Um, I would think that one of the things that kept us, you know, uh, trying to continue to just walk with the Lord and be faithful um, where we're at is defining success differently than than what we might think it should be Mm. um and and that looks like this that looks like obedience is success so for a believer if if we can stay obedient to what we feel god is leading to leading us to or calling us to or whatever we're walking in then we know that we've you know been uh, successful to what god has required of us so you know i think defining excess success as obedience is is one of the things that i think will lead to a fulfilled christian life um because all we're called to is to be obedient to come and hang out with the lord and do what he's calling us individually to do and you know again you know we start to look at what everyone else is doing and all of that and we say i'm not successful but you are because you're being obedient where you're at and that will always that will always bring fulfillment um, in some way, shape or form. Um, and, uh, and then again, you know, I think the big thing is constantly being in the word of God constantly, um, you know, being in God's presence. I'm, uh, Psalm 27 says, there's one thing I seek and I ask of the Lord to, to, um, be in the presence of God, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but, um, you know, yeah. like to, to dwell, dwell in his sanctuary. And that essentially means like to be in God's presence. And so, you know, I've often, you had to ask myself the same question. Is this the one thing that I seek and the one thing I desire mm. most? And, um, and so I think that leads to fulfillment way more than anything that we can achieve. Because once you get a bigger house or better job or number one song on the radio or a you know, car with AC, 10,000, how do I build it to 15,000? And how, yeah. how do I, um, you know, whatever. It's like it's an insatiable hunger. So let me ask, um, you, you talked about it a little bit when you are in the Dominican. You had this um, transformative moment. And then Yo, you started... we broke up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, brother? Can you hear me? Oh, did we lose Chad? Did we lose Chad? Are you still there? I can now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. No, no, no. You're okay. This is part of the technical difficulties of doing this live. <laughs> no, and, and Yo, again, man, just appreciate yep, yes, you. Yes, we can hear you. Stay on the line. We can, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Can you hear me now? This is the Awkward Moments brought to you by yeah. 
Technology. Are you still there? I lost you again. Can you hear me now? You're frozen. It's okay. Can you hear me, though? Give, so, me, give it a second. I have full bars, but I'm not on Wi-Fi. It's okay. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. So. Well, and, and the question I was going to ask, Bill, and maybe you can help clarify yeah. this, because you know his story so well. Yeah, yeah. He's in the Dominican Republic, and, and yeah. he's he, he has this transformative moment, and the next thing you know, yeah. he's kind of starting to pursue this music thing. Was music a part of his life before then, or was this a new calling? Like, how did he find that Not his really. obedience to God? Like, Chad, if you're with us, how did you find your obedience to God being lived out through music and writing music for the church to engage in and celebrate? Can you still hear us, bud? Bill, why don't you answer um, that? I mean, music was probably yeah. 10. Yeah. Go for it. Can Go you for hear it. Me? Yeah, yep. we can hear you. We got you. Uh, Go for it. I was just saying that music was probably 10% of my life. Um, music was probably 10% of my life, and I never dreamed or thought, like, oh, I want to be a musician. But I recognized that, you know, I had a, um, a voice, and when I got saved, it was like God touched it. You know, he put his spirit in it, and so it, it kind of came mm -hmm. alive. And really, it was always just been a tool so that we could share about what God's done for us. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so that's kind of what you know, uh, transpired there. Um, and people ask me all the time and you, you might ask, okay, well, how do I use my gift, um, you know, to serve the kingdom of God? And, and what we really mean is how do we get successful at whatever we're doing? Um, so that we can, you know, um, feel good about it and we can find purpose in it and provision and all of that. And the, the, the answer is use your gift. You don't have to wait. You don't have to, you know, to, you find places. If you have a passion and a gifting, use that gift. For us, it was, you know, finding coffee shops and open mic nights. We, you know, uh, the way I, we met Bill was we set up inside of uh, SUNY Albany in the cafeteria with asking nobody or nothing, set up our stuff. And we started singing and playing and met the pastor's daughter. And that was it. So, like, we, we just went out and used our gift. We didn't wait for anything to happen. We just used it wherever we yeah. could. You were born with uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And most of us want to wait for some big thing to happen. Yeah. Um, and again, if, if success is being obedient, then just be obedient and watch God open doors, um, you know, little by little. And nine times out of ten, it's little by little. Right. Right. But I think one of the things that, that you know, Paul particularly writes about in the, his letters when he's talking about gifts is make sure the gifts that you're using is a benefit to the believers and then the visitors, the sojourners, those other people outside. And I think that's another element when we're trying to figure out not just how to use our gift, but what is our gift. Yeah. I think we look at and say, OK, what do I do that comes kind of natural to me? Um, that is a blessing and you see other people around you come alive and that's probably where the spirit is working through you yeah. not necessarily because of you and your own uh, talent at that point you know yeah 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 no I, I, I think it's good you know even even thinking about that I, I do know that uh, Chad you stepped out in faith and you really were like whatever the Lord has and I love that because it's it's continued to permeate through every single song even when you're talking I thought about the song One Step that you just talked about. And literally, it was so I, I love that. Part of the thing I love about it is you've always let the gospel uh, become the thread that stays connecting in all of, on all that you do. And I know that you're not perfect, although I know some think you're pretty amazing. No, I'm just kidding. You are amazing, and I'm grateful for you. But that's why I love your story with this because you said it perfect. The fulfilled Christian life is obedience. 
Right. And it's obedience to the current situation that we're in right now. Right. And that's what I've always seen in you, Chad, and, and in the band is the willingness to go wherever the Lord has us, wherever he's going. I remember there was a time that we were, we were talking a long time ago. And remember, you, I think it was like Oregon, wasn't it, Chad? It was like uh, you traveled all the way out somewhere. And uh, are you still there, buddy? Yeah. Okay, cool. But I think it was like you drove to like Oregon or somewhere crazy and they gave you 50 bucks. And I remember your, I remember your attitude. Like you were like, praise the Lord. And you guys ate bread and cheese. I remember that having that conversation. And that was long before anybody. It was Ohio. Ohio. Okay. I I knew it started with an O. It was somewhere. (laughs) It's only a 5,000 mile difference, (laughs) by the way, between Ohio and Oregon. But I mean, but you went all the way out there and you trusted God and and they gave you 50 bucks. And shame on that church. I know. Smack them. But that's not. Oh, that's a whole soapbox I'll get into. I know. Yeah, it's another soapbox. uh, We underappreciate and undervalue artists. And we. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry. On behalf of the church, I am sorry that happened to you, Chad. But well, I rem- it happened many many times. There's not there hasn't always been a lot of love in the offering. Well, um, next time next time you're offering. in uh, North Texas, I'll, I'll I'll cook you and the band up a, a fantastic brisket or two. Oh my and gosh, you guys can, can eat like kings. How does that sound? He can make a brisket. He make a brisket. It's pretty good. Well, hey, I let's so uh, I, I know we're kind of wrapping up because I want I want to give you some time and everything. But man, uh, so before we before we jump into our next segment, I'd love you to share. Is there anything else? That you know, our goal again is to help people understand their value as a child of God and to start walking towards the dream that God gave them. What would you say to them when it comes to this? And you've said some of it, but any any final words to share with people who are going? I I know that I'm made for more. I know that I'm supposed to do more, but but I don't even know where to to start with this and how to be fulfilled in this Christian life. What would you share with them? I don't know. I mean, I I think you know one of the things that I've come to the conclusion is is that God has put dreams and desires in us for a reason mm-hmm. um and and so you know those things we have to pay attention to um it may not look like and often doesn't uh anything i can dream up like in regard to think up like how's god gonna show up here how's he gonna do this what's he gonna do here it's usually nothing like how the lord actually ends up doing it um <laughs> yep, and so yep. i would just i i think the the big thing is again to find ways to use your gift. My brother is a chiropractor, so he works, you know, four 10 hour days and then sees patients on this, uh, um, on, on Saturdays as well. And, you know, there was a time that he just was so overrun and, and just beat up from work and he has a passion for that. And so I was just kind of asking him like, what are your other passions? How do you include some of those other passions, um, in your life that don't have anything to do with work? Um, that you can serve people and, and, and use these gifts that you have because that'll fuel the other parts of our lives. And yeah. so I think sometimes people think because it's not my main vocation or whatever it may be, then, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to spend the time, but there's something that happens. And I think one of the breakthroughs that I had in going to the Dominican was serving people. And when I started to take all the mm. focus off of mm. me and my situation and I started to serve people, mm. there's a freedom that comes and a fulfillment that comes when we serve people. And yeah. it, it causes us to be self, um, you know, uh, less selfish and less uh, self-focused and all of those things. And, and in that, we find a lot of freedom. So, again, use your gift. Use your passion. Find ways to do it. You know, um, he who finds it's, it's like that verse with the wife. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. It's like it's not he who a wife has been presented to. 
he who you know um whose dad gave him a wife it's like he who sought out something Mm. um and so you know seek that out work for it nothing's going to come easy uh god also my one little last catchphrase when i was walking out of a a diner in the very early years of um of uh uh, unspoken it was in philadelphia it was america all-star diner something it's really nice good place and there was a dishwasher that was coming out of the uh, the restaurant and he was singing and he was unbelievable. And I, I was walking in as he was walking out and, and I felt like the Lord spoke to my spirit. Um, you know, I'm not looking for your ability because there are people that are better than you at what you do. Mm. But I'm looking I'm looking for you to be available. And in our availability, God is able to give us the ability to do what he wants. It's kind of like when. God called the people to build the tabernacle and it says that they were skilled woodworkers but the spirit of God came on to them to help them to be able to create and make the ark of the covenant because it took even more um, than their own natural ability so it's like God isn't looking for the abilities don't let that limit you be available to God which means in our personal time walking with him talking with him serving him doing all of that and then watch God touch the abilities that you have and that's really my one of my main testimonies oh that's amazing that's perfect man that's exactly what i was hoping so great thank you so much man thanks for for, for your time i do have a couple questions for you we're going to start we have this segment called fast five and we'd love to ask you some questions so these are quick response questions so are you ready and can you hear me yes i can okay here we go question number one if you had to live in a decade which would you choose Mm, I don't know. I already went lived through the '90s. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, maybe if I was an adult, the uh, economy is a little stronger, a little less scarier. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, that, I like that. I like the '90s. I mean, Not I don't bad. know. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind being in. You know, uh, there's times where I watch the movie Gladiator, and I'm like, that would be <sighs> awesome. Um, but they didn't have indoor but, plumbing. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, favorite Bible verse. Um, right now it's probably that Psalm, Psalm 27. Okay. Um, you know, the one thing I seek and the one thing I desire most is to dwell in the house of the Lord. Um, and, and then I think, uh, one of the other Psalms, what is it? Uh, there's another Psalm that basically says the same thing. It just, it turns me and it causes me to look at my life and my priorities. Is that what I want? Is that what I'm really seeking? And so it tends to kind of convict me and, and try to bring me close to the Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. If you could be a but character. I will say, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. Okay. My, my favorite thing to say is Bible verses are like children. You know, you love them all, but you yeah. have favorites, you know, depending <laughs> on how kids are acting a fool, you know. So, you know, today you heard it here. Verse. <laughs> today another verse you know the unspoken word <laughs> you um, have children exactly they're our favorites, they're our favorites. <laughs> yeah if you could be okay so no, no, number three if you could be a character in a movie who would it be geez i don't know i mean uh gladiator would be a cool one brave heart <sighs> i'm so not good. i'm not that brave so there's things when i see um movies like that i also you know um of course i i don't love to be poor um, so, uh, Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd Christmas is one of my favorite, um, movie characters in Dumb and Dumber. So that might not be bad, but he's broke as heck. So that stinks. 
<laughs> so we backtracked to Tad. Yeah. From Gladiator <laughs> to Lloyd. That, that's exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a worm farm. It's we're making worms. So, um, okay. So now number four. What toppings would you put on your worst enemy's pizza? Anything with chicken. <laughs> I just think chicken is the worst for a freaking pizza. Hey, Why man. did anyone come up with it? I hate it. I don't. I don't. Especially barbecue chicken. You stop it. <laughs> there are two things that shouldn't be together: barbecue chicken and pizza. Oh, I love it. Okay, one more. If you had to pick one color, your shirts could be forever. What would it be? Black. I figured. Good. Good was the, that was the rock star move. Guys, Chad, thank you so much for be, being a part of today. Do do them a favor, guys. Check out Unspu- uh, Unspoken. Not Unspoken. Unspoken. Un- you son uh, of a gun. <laughs> un- <laughs> Unspokenmusic.com. They got a new tour coming out starting September 16th. Say the word tour. Uh, you're going to want to check them out. Look in your home area. There is going to be a date somewhere close to you. I know there is. So check them out. Chad, thank you so much for your time today. Trevor, you got anything else? Chad, you're a rock star, and I really do appreciate it. And this is the one time I can say it, and actually, it's and like actually, it's like it's, a, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate response. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So appreciate your time, brother. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. Um, know that we're Bill and I are going to be praying for you and your family and the mission that God has you on, and that you would get a car with AC sooner than later. Hallelujah! Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, thanks for being with us today. We are grateful to have you guys. Check them out. Uh, Chad, any any final words, brother? No. Much love to you, and thanks for plowing away at uh, probably one of the least sexy ministries, <laughs> which is men, ministry towards men. Um, you know, uh, the least flashy is probably a better word. No, sexy is um, good because we're me yeah. and Travis are the least sexy that I think we know, <laughs> so we're good. That is very true. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for everything. Uh, Chad, you have a rest of a good day. We appreciate your time, brother. And before we jet, um, knownlegacyministry.org. Check us out online if you want to make a donation. Support what we're doing here for men's, the unsexy ministry towards men. We'd love to have that donation. Um, We do have a date night coming up this Saturday, so it's not too late to sign up. So you can find that in the links on Facebook. You can also go to the website, knownlegacy.org. Follow us, share us, and uh, we appreciate everything because we feel like God's doing something special here. So. He is. God's going to continue to change the hearts of men yep. through through what we do because we're just, just like Chad said, we're just obedient to the next step. And guys, we pray that you are obedient to the next step and that, and that you listen to the call that God has put on your life as a husband and a father and a dreamer. Absolutely. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thanks a lot, Chad. Have a great week.